Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this swell Monday? Snow's starting to melt here in Pittsburgh. It's a beautiful day. I am super excited to talk to you guys. I am at Williamson NFL on Twitter. We'll probably get back to Twitter Thursdays going forward now that the free agency is kind of dying down. Still have a huge announcement for you guys. I will let you know that maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day or something. This week for sure. Um, former NFL scout, former college scout, 10 years at ESPN, been the media now 13 seasons. Let's talk about the latest going on, goings on. And it's died down. I mean, I think it's official now. We can say the title wave, the first wave of free agency has come and gone. And now you're getting some rumblings. But Namakong Sue's still out there. And, you know, there's there's still some guys. And so there's there's plenty to discuss going forward. But we saw our first draft trade. And it was a couple days ago, but, you know, this is the first we've talked since it went down. You've probably heard this by now, but here's the deal. Jets acquired the number three pick in the draft from the Colts, and it cost them to move up three spots. It cost them the sixth pick, so they go from six to three. Cost them the 37th pick. Cost them the 49th pick. And a second round pick in 2019. So three seconds over the course of two years to move up three spots. So they didn't give up their future one, which is big. Um, these trades are hard to analyze, obviously. You know, I mean, I'm going to tell you what I think, how things will work out, obviously. But I love it for the Colts. And let's stick with that for the, the starter here. Is if you're the Colts at three, I hate to say this, Colts, but you need everything but a quarterback. And maybe you'd like... You know, I, I think he, it's, it's close to being fair to say Barkley, Nelson, Chubb, maybe a small gap, Minka Fitzpatrick, all are big needs, highly sought after if you're the Colts. So maybe you have a grade on one of those guys much higher than the others, or maybe Minka's a little lower than the others. But... You pretty much know at one, a quarterback's going. Now at three, a quarterback's going. And maybe at five, a quarterback's going. So at six, you're pretty darn assured to get one of those guys. I think there's a very good chance that the Colts would is go, will end up with Barkley which I think that probably won't happen. I think he goes in the top five. Nelson, which is quite possible, and he he very well could be the best player in this draft at a need position. Or Chubb, which you may have taken the exact same guy at three. I mean, if you think about it, there's a really good chance you get the same guy or close to it or one of the few that I think consensus considers a still elite prospect. I mean, if you'd have went back to eight or nine, that wouldn't be the case. But because quarterbacks should crowd the top five, I think it's safe to say at least two go, and I bet three go, then you got a, a stud still sitting there waiting for you. Of course, there's more to it. You get 37, you get 49, you get a future second, 
which we're guessing, but I bet is pretty early. I don't think the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl or be a playoff team next year. So that's another early pick a year from now. And like I said before, the Colts need everything. You know, they don't have to be, they don't have to pinpoint needs. Just take the best guys with all these picks. And you think about second round picks, and of course, like any draft pick, they don't always hit. But second rounders in the NFL are gold. I mean, you don't get the the extra year, the option year, like you do with the first. But you should basically, in a nutshell, get young, cheap, improving labor that's a starter. I mean, for four years and then the option to pay the guy longer. You know, I mean, that's gold, man. I mean, that's gold. I mean, think of all the directions they can go with now the three second-round picks they have this year as well as two next year. And again, they're they're not going to be picking high this year either. I mean, this is going to be a long-term process. If you can keep bringing in five, six first, second-round picks over the next couple of years, four or five, let's say, are high-quality starters and Luck's back and you got Hilton and Hooker turns into a star. And, you know, I mean, all of a sudden now you've got a nice foundation. So I love this for the Colts. Another Colt note I'm just going to mention real quick, just because we're talking Colts. They cut Hankins, who they had signed just a year ago to big money. Um, part of you could say, well, they haven't done anything in free agency. They don't need the money. Why bother cutting this guy? Or you can look at it, which is I'm sure the way they did, is he's a big run-stuffing dude that has a lot of value, and we liked him, and he didn't play poorly for us last year. But we're still freeing up a lot of cap space, even though we don't need it at this, right at this moment. And there's no one to really spend it on, oh, by the way. Um, but I think it, it's even further indication that the Colts are going to go back to being a pretty base 4-3 cover 2 type of look. Um, which I'm fine with. I mean, that's just what the, It's a different look. They, they used to look for 300-pound cloggers. And now I think they want upfield penetrators. They want... Eagles linemen, you know what I mean? Eagles defensive linemen. They don't want Hankins anymore. So, I get it. But it, it would have made more sense if you would have used $20 million on other defensive linemen or linebackers or something, and then you made this move to open space. But you see where the Colts are. This is going to be a long rebuild. This trade helps them a lot. As for the Jets, you better... I, I never will begrudge a team for moving up for their star quarterback that they covet. You know, I mean, and just look the last couple years. I mean, Trubisky, they only moved up one spot, so he's a little different. Watson, Mahomes. I mean, the Texans and Chiefs picked pretty late to move up and get their guy. Uh, The year before, the Eagles moved up a lot for Wentz. The Rams moved up quite a bit for Goff. So this is what the league is turning into is – hey, if I'm going to get my quarterback, I'm going to give up a lot, almost in RG3-like fashion, to go get my Wentz, Goff, Trubisky, Watson, Mahomes. And it's very early, but the returns are pretty good on those guys. You know, I mean, not that that matters. That doesn't mean the next group is going to be great. So if you're the Jets, I think your line of thinking is... See, to me, this is a little risky. You know, unlike the Colts. The Colts is a safe move. This is a, a no-brainer. Sure, I'll move back three spots and take Quentin Nelson or Chubb or whatever and pick up the second-round pick. Sure, I need that. So, Jets, if you make this move, you better love three quarterbacks. I mean, you can't go to three 
assuming that your second favorite quarterback is going to be there. I mean, I think it's a slam dunk now that Cleveland takes one at one. The Giants absolutely could take Barkley or Nelson. I mean, that's very possible. They still could take a quarterback, but I don't think they will. I mean, the more I'm here and the more I think through their eyes, I don't think the Giants take a quarterback at two. But the Bills might. I mean, the Bills are going to pay a lot to get to two, I bet. You know, or to four. I mean, you know, if Barkley goes at two, and then that doesn't matter to the Jets. You know, but I do think the Bills, and to a much lesser degree, the Cardinals, could be in for one of those trades like we talked about for Wentz, Mahomes, Watson, with two being the likely target. If the Giants love Barkley, though, or maybe Nelson, but probably Barkley, I think that would take a lot for them to move back. You know, especially, it's a, that's a pretty far jump to get to where the Bills were. Remember, they have the, the Bengals pick, too. So it's going to cost you those two first, plus a lot. And yes, the Giants are not a great team, but I could make the argument, especially if you think Eli is still viable for two, three years, that if I add Barkley to this team, I don't need quantity as bad as the Jets do, you know, the Colts do, like we just had, talked about. I need quality. I need, you know, you know, an offensive lineman. I need a running back. And this could be a pretty fierce offense with Shepard, Ingram, Beckham, Eli, Barkley, you know, Solder. Line still needs a lot of work. So, I'm not saying the Giants are definitely going to trade out of two. I don't know that. None of us know that. But I do think that's a target spot. So, again, this is through the Jets' line of thinking. You better really like three of them. You know, Darnold, Rosen, Allen. Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield. And have real close grades on those three. And maybe that's the case. I mean, Rivers, Eli, Ben. You know, the... A lot of people, I know, I mean, it's for a fact that a lot of teams picking in that area didn't have them in that order. You know, there was there there was a, an argument to made for all three, and in this case, maybe four. And you know who I'm really warming up to is Lamar Jackson, by the way. But that's a, a conversation for a much different podcast. So, if truly you're happy with your third quarterback on your board, I'm fine with this. If you're the Jets, and and, Lala, and to me, Bridgewater, whatever you get out of him's gravy. McCown's a great bridge. And Bridgewater's a nice risk. I mean, he may pay off huge for you. But it's not enough to say, man, I love Josh Allen, Mayfield, and Rosen. I, I want they're, they're, you know, franchise changers. But all that being said, you know, you gave up all those seconds. And again, you have your first next year, which could be first overall I mean, for the Jets. But it's going to be a lot harder to build around said quarterback. You know, their line's terrible. You know, the skill position players on offense are poor. I mean, they need a lot. I mean, that goes without saying. So you better hit this dude. You know, he better be Wentz, Watson, you know, and not even immediately. You got McCown, you got Bridgewater. But that's a lot to give up. And, and even like these trade value charts, they all favor the Jets in this situation too. You know, that the, the or the Colts in this situation too. The trade value says the Colts won the deal. If you get a franchise quarterback, you didn't lose the deal. I mean, so, but you better get them and you better be pretty confident that there's three that you love. I think this deal also hurts or helps the Browns a lot at four. So think about it. You're the Browns at one. 
and then Barkley or Nelson goes, then a quarterback goes. That means you take Barkley or Chubb at four. That ain't so bad. Or you take a quarterback. Someone sneaks into two. Buffalo takes a quarterback. Jets take a quarterback. And you end up with Barkley and your favorite quarterback in the draft, even though you signed Hyde. Or, you know, maybe Nelson, but their guards are good. So I think that's really interesting. And then the Broncos at five would, you know, have a decent chance, I would say, at Nelson. I don't think Barkley can fall to five. I really think the Giants will take him to two if they stand pat. I tend to think the Browns will take him at four if they stand pat. Although the Hyde factor could make them lean towards a guy like Chubb. I mean, defensive ends, pass rushers are worth more than running backs. I get that part. Colts, we talked about at six. But if you think about the Bucks too, you know, the Bucks are at seven. They're happy about this deal because they probably look at it like, I mean, all you Bucks fans, you'll take Barkley, right? You'll take Chubb, right? You'll take Nelson, right? You'll take Minka. I mean, all of those are big areas of need. Great players to get at the seventh spot. And I can almost assure you one of them's going to be there. I mean, we know, we 99% know, Cleveland and the Jets are going to take a quarterback in the top six. Somebody else probably will. Bills, maybe Giants, maybe Broncos. You know, maybe they take Baker Mayfield. Maybe the Colts trade back again, you know. So I think this helps the Bucks a lot too. Like you want as many quarterbacks to fall if you're the Colts at six the Bucks at seven, and this trade helps those things happen. All right, a fun draft pick trade for sure. Mentioned Hankins' cut. The Honey Badger, signed by Houston, Tyron Matthew. Interesting deal. Love him, but he ain't what he used to be. Injuries have derailed him. I mean, he is a small, highly aggressive, highly instinctive player that needs supreme burst movement skill, speed, change of direction, acceleration, any kind of movement trait. He needs those things. And when he had them, there haven't been many guys in the league that I can remember like him. Free safety, tough enough to play strong, come down in the slot, blitz, play the run, all over the field, pursuit player, great ball skills, flat out just play corner outside. Wow, you know, I mean, that's awesome. And maybe he will be that guy. And JJ and Clowney and those guys return, and that's going to help the secondary for sure. But he hasn't been quite that guy of late because of injuries. So... He'll be someone I'll be very interested to watch on the All-22 preseason, early in the season. That could pay off gigantic, or he could be a big-name, flash-in-the-pan type career where still, you know, still going to help you. I mean, it's not like he's a bad player now. But last I've seen, he was not a special player. So Arizona moved on from the Honey Badger. But they did add somebody very much of note, and that's Pew. You know, Pugh is a very good guard, good right tackle, massive area of need. I mean, Glennon and Bradford right now are your quarterbacks. You better protect them. 
David Johnson's the foundation of your offense. You better have some sort of run blocking for the guy. So you now have probably have Pew and Ayupati as your two guards. And they're different, but they're at least quality guys. Um, Humphreys, Valdir are still there. Shipley's still there. I mean, the line needs a lot of work. But the beauty thing, I mean, Pew, and he's had some injuries too. He's better than any, he's better than any of their linemen from last year. And he's an immediate upgrade over everything they have. A very frightening situation for me. Got a little more palatable. Nice signing for sure. Um, Sullivan, another offensive lineman. He's returning to the Rams. Interesting career because he was really good there for the, with the Vikes for a while. Um, had some major injuries. Struggled to really make an impact for a while. Comes to the Rams and is one of many success stories for them. And was really, really good last year. Highly, highly intelligent, highly experienced line calls. I've been told he's great in the offensive line room. So a real foundation bedrock guy, assuming he, you know, the injuries don't come crush him again. But a short-term fix. I mean, I still would think the Rams would be smart in a good interior offensive line draft to probably use a day-two pick on... Sullivan's successor that can compete at guard in the meantime, you know, because he's not going to last long. But he's a good player on a team that's absolutely a contender. And oh, by the way, Namakong Sue is visiting the Rams right now. I, I don't know how they could fit him under, but sometimes I think the cap is just a myth. But I can't imagine. I think I'd pick them to win the Super Bowl if they signed Namakong Sue today. Put him next to Aaron Donald? Holy cow. But I love the Sullivan pickup, nonetheless. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt goes to the Lions. The gore thing never happened. Blunt's just a guy. I mean, he's kind of interesting because he's a tackle breaker. He's a short yardage dude. Matt Patricia obviously knows him well. I would think that Theo Reddick will be their James White. Blunt will be Blunt. You know, their version of Blunt. Uh, I still think they should draft Dave back very high. Counting on Abdullah is really tough, but maybe Abdullah could be their Vereen. If they wait a year on running backs, I mean, the three guys they have are underwhelming, but they did need a hammer. I mean, a fi- they did need some physicality in the backfield. So fine. Um, a signing that I really, really like is Curry. Vinny Curry going to Tampa Bay from the Eagles. And after the Eagles made their wealth of moves, including Michael Bennett. And if you don't know much about Curry, Curry and Bennett have some similarities where they're Bigger defensive ends, you know, 275, stout, thick, strong, can hold the point at defensive end, a strong side defensive end that really does exceptional work inside with quickness and power and speed and technique as a pass rusher. And because Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Jernigan and all those other dudes were there, I think that Curry was somewhat overlooked by probably some of you out there, some of the public, and and don't realize that he is an impact player that can align a lot of defensive line techniques, which is important. And Tampa absolutely needs him. I mean, their pass rush was garbage there. And Noah Spence comes back now, too. You know, like, okay, you know, I can see Spence, McRae, and Curry getting some pressure without blitzing. You know, they didn't do that last year. Pass defense is the biggest problem for Tampa last year. And this is a nice step to address it. I mean, I really do believe that. 
And kind of a gift this late in the process, too. I mean, especially at a position, you know, we kind of talked about Tampa before as one of their early picks. Um, that this was a really rough year if you needed edge pass rush in the draft or in free agency. I mean, there just weren't impact guys out there, and Curry came to the, you know, became available late in the process and is an impact guy and a versatile guy. So my phone just made a little noise. Maybe you heard it. I probably forgot to turn it off. I got earphones on, so I don't hear these things. Speaking of which, yeah, there's all the things you hear in the background. I don't. I just sit here with earphones on, sitting at my bar with a microphone and my laptop, chatting with y'all. Um, but Mike Pouncey signs with the Chargers. That's dynamite, man. I mean, if he's healthy, and boy, that the Charger O-line health luck mixed with Pouncey sounds like bad bad juju. You know what I mean? But he's quite good. And I thought that was their biggest need. I mean, they played with some suspect centers last year. And now if I got Pouncey with Lamp and Freeney, Feeney, uh, you know, my, the two picks early from last year, that line might be pretty well set. And he's a veteran. He's tough. He's experienced. I don't think he's a great player. I don't think he's a top five type center. And injuries have been huge for him, unfortunately. But it's what they need. I mean, to me... My Chargers' number one need up till two minutes ago was center. And I thought they would draft one high. They've been very, very quiet. And now this kind of fell in their lap. So uh, initial response there from me is my immediate response is, boy, I like this a lot. And hopefully he stays healthy. You know, hopefully their kickers don't kill him. But San Diego's good. I mean, San Diego hasn't done hardly anything. But I think they'll need help at D-tackle, linebacker safety. They'll be looking to address up the middle. Offense is pretty well complete. I mean, you remember Mike Williams comes back. I mean, Keenan Allen's a stud. Gordon, Henry, line looks improved and young. You know, uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, I, I think Rivers is a great player. I, I'm almost assuredly going to take the Chargers, again, I did last year, to win the West. So, that's going to do it. Um, not sure exactly what tomorrow is. I have a couple ideas. But it'll be a fun week yet again. A lot of a lot of stuff still still shaking to talk about. All right, spread the word. See you.